when I was in medical school, some uh, colleague proposed uh, that I um, that I be one of the presenters at a university event, and some of the people who thought that I wasn't the best choice for it used the size of my boobs as an argument. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, I mean, se- seriously, no joke. In a uh, room with more in a than room one full of people, it in wasn't room, just in their mind. No, in a room full of people, that person stood up. Was yes, like, yes, I yes, object. Yes. To this. I Yes, they literally said, well, she is a good speaker and I understand why you would like her as a presenter, but she does have rather small breasts and the body is very important for a public speaking event at a medical school. Did they did they also propose like, did they also suggest like a compromise in the sense that a person with the appropriate boobage would be uh, the front facing person and you would do the voiceover or something like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, they did not propose that I milli vanilli the thing. Yes. <laughs> splitting headache and we're about to talk about an annoying tech bro (laughs) god help us (laughs) i honestly i don't even know what he does except for being a douchebag so Mm. (laughs) (laughs) well i i know his name and is Buchnich. And uh, if anybody who speaks Romanian listens, sometimes I have the humor of a kid in kindergarten, so I just love calling him Buchnich. Yeah. So I, I will just refer to him as Buchnich for the duration of this uh, podcast because it's just funny. Being petty is allowed here. So uh, a while back, you called me and asked me, uh, have you heard about the latest outrage in Romanian media regarding George Buchnich and his like brain farts regarding women's bodies and I was like probably not because I don't have a TV (laughs) and also while I do still have a Facebook account where I could learn all these interesting tidbits I guess it basically is surrounded by cobwebs at this point I'm I'm sure you're going to to fill me in with all the details but before before we get into the weeds of the drama uh, which is as I understand largely related to body shaming and objectifying women and uh, some yikesy takes on uh, the desirability of young girls or those who look like young girls at least. Uh, So uh, the incident we're about to discuss is by no means singular in its occurrence or magnitude. There is plenty of brain rot in Romanian uh, media and most of it coming from people that are more influential than some wannabe tech bro. But uh, I mean, what what, uh, would you say are like your reasons for us wanting to discuss this? Well, my reasons honestly are a lot because some of the main ideas have been discussed and rediscussed in the public sphere at that time. But uh, I feel there are also a lot of, let's say, reasons in subsidiary (laughs) that can be attached to it. My main reason for reacting at the time has been, as it probably is with all homo sapiens, (laughs) a personal reason. (laughs) So always you get hit harder by things that hit closer to home. So What do you mean we're not totally rational human beings? I, I, I would argue that we are. I, I, I think it would be irrational to care first <laughs> of things happening in Antarctica before you care about your own well-being. I, I find it very weird to think that this is emotional and not rational. Logical. 
I, I would love for the rational crowd to just be like, if you're about to be hit by a truck, but somebody's starving in Africa, please care about that first. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's completely rational to have a bigger and stronger em- emotional reaction and attachments to things that relate more to you than your family and close friends. And starting from them, you expand the circle. And by this, it doesn't mean that you don't care about other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and And um, the main reason this discussion struck uh, a chord for me uh, is that I had many body shaming moments since I can remember, which might sound strange if you look at me, (laughs) because I don't uh, look like uh, somebody who has any particular body issues. Mm -hmm. But if you are a woman with small boobs, well, uh, this um, definitely is something that everybody, men and women and kids and adults, feel and felt since like for Forever, it's okay to constantly comment on. Also, if you have uh, especially large, other yeah, body yeah, parts. of course, of yeah. course. So I, I am <laughs> sure <laughs> you you get different shit for different occasions, yeah. of course. So pretty much since I was like in a fifth grade, I started to realize that people comment on my body, and it's not necessarily even like you know the men in my life. I, I didn't have a particularly strong male presence in my family, <laughs> so. Uh, One of the first culprits, let's say, was my aunt, Um, my mom's sister. Uh, My aunt is a tailor. And uh, despite the fact that, you know, she loves me a lot, uh, every time she made clothes for me, she would every single time comment on the fact that the size of my ass and the size of my boobs are out of balance. You were killing her vibe. I was totally killing her. sartorial vibe. (laughs) Her sartorial vibe. (laughs) Like every single time. And I was like, I know, you also know. Mm -hmm. So it's something you already expect when you make clothes for me. So what's what's the point? What what what, what could I do? Chop off my ass? <laughs> I, I mean, I tried praying for bigger boobs. I guess prayer doesn't work. And that's how you became an atheist. <laughs> that's how I became an atheist. Exactly. It started with boobs. <laughs> if only God yeah. would, have di- would have given me that one thing. I, I, I think it must have been an interesting interaction because I've met your uh, Ooh, aunt yeah. and she seems like a really nice lady, but in in a very menacing way. Yes, I, yes, that, yes. That, that, that's the way I would portray yeah, her. Yes, she's, she's very nice until you disagree with her. So, you know, <laughs> fast forward in life. When I was in medical school, some uh, colleague proposed uh, that I um, that I be one of the presenters at a university event. And some of the people who thought that I wasn't the best choice for it used the size of my boobs as an argument. I mean, like, I mean, seriously, I'm, <laughs> seriously, no joke in a uh, room with more than one... In a room full of people. It wasn't just in their mind. No, in a room full of people. That person stood up was like, I object to this nomination. (laughs) They literally said, well, she is a good speaker and I understand why you would like her as a presenter, but she does have rather small breasts and the body is very important for a public speaking event at a medical school. (laughs) Did Did they also propose like, did they also suggest like a compromise in the sense that a person with the appropriate boobage would be uh, the front-facing person and you would do the voiceover or something like that. No, they did not propose that I Milli Vanilli the thing. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if we have... uh, Bipartisanship. Compromise. This is is I don't know if people who listen to us are old enough to realize Milli Vanilli. The the Milli Vanilli story. (laughs) Anyway, if anybody's really young, just Google it, you know. (laughs) 
was a big scandal back in the day when I was young and having book problems. <laughs> Yeah, so that 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 was a thing. And um, one more example that stuck in my mind, I was having a conversation with a colleague about having children over the age of 40. And um, as, you know, she was saying that, like, it's really bad if you have kids when you are 40 or over, um, you, won't, you won't have the same, you know, uh, ability to sustain, <laughs> you know, um, the, let's say, annoyance of kids and whatnot. And I said, hey, my mom had me at 39 so basically she was 40 mm-hmm. by the time I was born and you know I turned out all right and also I had a lot less issues with the interaction with my mom uh, as opposed to some of my friends who had uh, their mothers were 18 or 19 when they had them the instant response yes but you have small boobs <laughs> <laughs> so the, the lesson being <laughs> that if you have children when you are over 40 they might have small boobs so like beware <laughs> You know, so this was one one thing about the the body shaming in my mm-hmm. life was about the size of my boobs, and uh, the other one was about my stretch marks, mm-hmm. and this relates a lot with our story with our Bufnich dude. I got my stretch marks when I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. When I was fourteen, um, I was in seventh grade, and I grew a lot in height. I reached my uh, final height, the height that I have as an adult now, when I was fourteen, and because I of- was there before you. and uh, because of that because i i grew a lot of centimeters in a very short period Mm -hmm. of time i got stretch marks on my legs it was the same with me yeah yeah okay so i guess it it, this happened to a lot of people Mm -hmm. i didn't uh, i didn't have any sort of weight modification actually my weight from seventh grade was the same weight i had in my uh, second and third year in university but (laughs) (laughs) since i was 14 i kept hearing this very sometimes meant to be somehow well-meaning and sometimes just you know random idiotic comments hey why do you look like a zebra oh yeah <laughs> and i was like why do you look like an asshole <laughs> <laughs> and you you know somewhere around like the i don't know gajillion person who does that joke you're like man it's not i'm not even annoyed or angry because you are somehow disrespecting me it's just that you're so bloody stupid Stupid. And it's like a cringe <laughs> over those. Yeah, I mean, like, I heard this fucking joke when, all my fucking life. When they're trying to be mean or when they're trying yeah. to be like, ha ha ha, look at me, I'm funny person. And you're like, ugh. Anyway, so uh, going from why do you look like a zebra to the, the, the options that were trying to somehow be considerate. I guess. Caring about your well Caring about uh, going like, <laughs> oh, but you are such a good looking girl. Have you considered doing something about your stretch marks? It's like, you're pretty decent, but have you considered being better? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so also uh, uh, questions like, uh, you look really good now, but you used to be fat, right? no no but then why do you have stretch marks and if at some point your answer is because fuck you i hope you die in a ditch people think you're overreacting and you're being emotional (laughs) i hope whatever you call a bunch of zebras just run you over (laughs) (laughs) you know so despite not having any 
particular health issues, uh, despite not having any particular uh, weight issues, I felt my body constantly policed. Mm -hmm. So this subject is something that I feel very strongly about, especially because it took me quite a while to stop caring, Mm -hmm. you know, to just be something that I, I, I would not remember five minutes after it happened. Obviously, I also got all sorts of friendly observations <laughs> regarding my uh, body. And in my case, it was mostly focused on my derriere. But luckily enough, although I do remember being slightly, as you said, pissed off by the lack of originality of some of the remarks and yeah. jokes and things like that, I, I, I didn't mostly take it to heart, luckily. But it was just like, like honestly come on like it's it's fine like Mm -hmm. if i'm fine with it it's nothing particularly you know it wasn't anything spectacular it was just like oh look at that i don't know peach blah 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 (laughs) oh my god yeah i mean just ridiculous (laughs) i I feel secondhand embarrassment yeah so uh, and also i think the the most memorable thing for me just again because of how embarrassing it was i was uh walking uh on the street and like my former english teacher was behind us and i didn't know Mm -hmm. no and i just heard her say oh diana well you have a big ass and i was like (laughs) (laughs) okay so what (laughs) But I just felt so like, why? Yeah. Yeah, Like, what is the purpose of this statement? Yeah, exactly. Like you're a 50 something year old woman. Yeah. So should I go make it smaller, bigger, (laughs) wear a different dress? Like at least like go somewhere with the statement. (laughs) Have a purpose to (laughs) your malice. Yeah. Have a purpose to your malice. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But uh, I think uh, in a way for me, uh, this whole uh, discussion is uh, as someone who watches quite a lot of YouTube and video essays and stuff like that. Obviously, the topic of body shaming and uh, assholes who do it is quite talked about. Due Uh, to the obviously high frequency of (laughs) the issue. But obviously, as people from Romania, we also enjoy sort of curating the stupid and the the malice Mm -hmm. that we see around us because it's like the off-brand version of uh, your Ben Shapiro's and Jordan Peterson's and Dennis Prager's and everything that we get here. uh, In the sense that that, you know, whatever topic we're talking about, the assholes around here don't even try to be original or to make up talking points. They're just scrambled to, you know, get whatever they've heard from yeah. mostly the US, but also the UK and things like that, and just try to wedge it inside the, the cor- current Romanian context, which uh, makes for a lot of hilarity because when you hear someone saying things like, oh, you cannot even breathe uh, because of political the correctness, correctness. In fucking Romania. I mean... This is just... Yeah, I I, I find this extremely amusing or when uh, some of the people who try to to, to take the talking points from America and they go like, in universities where there is all this, you know, political correct (laughs) liberals. And I'm like, I went to fucking university at medical school and somewhere around, I know, 70 if not more of us going there were women. Mm-hmm. Well, women and our endocrinology teacher he told us like at least <laughs> at least once per course <laughs> to make sure it sticks with you yeah to, to make sure we, we we understand that women trying to have a career are lying to themselves because <laughs> from an endocrinological point we do not have the equipment for doing anything else than having babies and being mothers Wonderful. and we are basically uh, we are handicapping ourselves and destroying our lives with this 
is, you know, extremely uh, borrowed from outside ideas oh, yes. of having a job and especially being a doctor. And I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck was the political correctness? And the same dude, I, he should not have been allowed anywhere in any sort of normal institution. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude also uh, had a severe paranoia. He was convinced at every exam that somehow people are cheating. Of course. So we <laughs> would take our exams in his office and he had an extremely small office. Only three people physically could fit into oh. his office. And you couldn't enter with anything, like not papers, not pen, not anything. Just your panties and the pen. Yeah, like, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and he would give you the paper and what to write on and your pen. And even with these precautions, sometimes he would just look at you and be like, you're cheating. I can see that you're cheating. And there have been instances where he made people strip down. Oh my God. Yeah. The, the, the year before me, one of the one of the guys, he yeah, he was stripped to his underpants with, you know, other people there. But there's no abuse by people in power. <laughs> yeah. It's only false claims and allegations. Yeah. And I mean, and everybody knew... And uh, because a lot of people were at the end of the university years and their only exam, the only exam they didn't pass was endocrinology, because they knew his problems, they would make a committee of other teachers with the sole purpose of actually letting kids pass this exam instead of fucking throwing him out of the fucking university. But please do tell me more about political correctness. In the country where uh, the former president, (laughs) very notorious, Seriously, once yes. insulted a journalist by yes. shouting at her, you're a stinking gypsy. And people were like, oh, that's kind of unpresidential. You know, yeah. th- th- that was the most serious reaction. And even uh, that was more like, oh, it's just not, you know, the decor. Nobody and, was like, you know, he's actually yeah, being. <laughs> yeah. And, and he also said to a journalist in a conference when she asked a, a question and his answer was like, if you bend over the table, I will tell you, I will show you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is our country. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now that we have the why, <laughs> let's get into the what did he say? Because of course our main character is a man by the name of George Buchnich. And as I understand, he's a YouTuber and podcaster who mainly covers tech. I also was sort of aware of his presence, but he's not someone I follow or care much about. And, you know, the point of our discussion is not whatever his personal shortcomings yeah. are. Uh, we're talking about this because it's a good example of things that grind our gears. I'm not really concerned that our five listeners uh, <laughs> will go and brigade him. He's uh, already, already been told of by a big sponsor, uh, which is, generally speaking, the only argument some people will listen to. Oh, look at me, poisoning the well already. Mm, I'm so naughty. <laughs> Anywho, the man had some thoughts about what he would like to see on our country's globe glorious sandy beaches this summer. Irina, can you fill us in with some of, of course, me being from Constanza, which is, uh, you know, city by the beach, I feel I'm highly qualified. Romania to... and Acapulco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the man was, you know, I think somewhat drunk and um, he was interviewed um, while being... Uh, under the influence. Uh, while being under the influence and near a beach. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was with his wife and uh, he decided 
uh, to to comment for some reason on the fact that when he goes to the beach, he wants to to go and see some skin, some ass, and some boobs. Um, and actually, in a way, that sounds even worse if you say it in, in Romanian. There are many uh, burkinis in on Romanian beaches. I assume <laughs> yes. that's why the man yeah. was concerned about the lack of skin yes. showing. And uh, well, mostly, it, yeah, mostly it was about the fact that the skin showing was not to his liking. And yes, and that um, one of the things he said was, you know, about women having stretch marks and how they should go more to the gym to get rid of stretch marks. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. That's mm-hmm. yes, and uh, and to get rid of cellulitis. Cellulite. I have no idea how. You, cellulitis. I, mean, I think cellulitis is definitely the medical term for a medical condition that is not what people think it is. <laughs> and uh, also, he took a moment to make everything worse uh, by saying that uh, women should strive to look underage like his wife. So, uh, like, so like a <laughs> major Epstein alert there. Yes. So, as I said, I don't follow him or anything, but I didn't have any sort of pedo vibes mm-hmm. as he just thinks that like this is something to say. <laughs> I just think that the level of his stupidity is bottomless, a bottomless pit of just moronism. I, I think I think we discussed this like with <laughs> other topics like yes. I don't know, xenophobia and racism. Yeah. You know, we're not sociologists here. Yeah. We're just making a study of us two discussing. But as uh, we've discussed, there's like a sort of interesting twist to all these uh, bad uh, behaviors mm-hmm. uh, in, in Eastern Europe uh, in the sense that, well, obviously it's also driven by a sense of privilege, but it's more like the person who does the bad thing doesn't really uh, usually do it with malice or not with malice that they are aware of. Yes. And they just sort of go like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a good person. I, this is just common sense. sense. Yes, yes. We are extremely unaware of our malice and most mostly unideological. Mm-hmm. I mean, mostly the men are just assholes. It, it, it's not like I have this, I don't know, men rights activists or no, I have... I've, yeah, I, it's, I'm it's, like just, you know, I'm an asshole, <laughs> the end. This, also is, this is how you man in this Eastern is, Europe. This is how you man in Eastern Europe, yes. And as I said, the, the man does not come across with pedo vibes. His wife is somewhat his age. There are no stories of him like, you know, going mm. after underage girls or even cheating on his wife. So it's just him being a piece of shit. And since, you know, some people that uh, weren't, you know, his fans found out that he's breathing uh, and took to, to, to looking at his social media. And what was striking actually more than him was his wife, because they they, they noticed on her Facebook page that she did it several times uh, over, you know, different years that she posted pictures of people at the beach, women at the beach, and commenting like, how can you, while looking like a whale, stay mm-hmm. on the beach, you know? And and it's, it was like, it was clearly something that the family was bonding over. Yeah. Being Girl bossing more... toxicity. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> It's very interesting, uh, as you also mentioned about your family, like usually being being more heavily inclined toward the female presence, but also, you know, never you worry, you still get the, the, the toxic uh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. behavior. This seems like a f- really strange argument of, I call it the, oh, I'm totally a feminist, but also I am very angry or frustrated or annoyed by women that I perceive as being uh, okay within, 
you know, their own <laughs> bodies yes. and not conforming to beauty standards that also I understand are not exactly okay and healthy for uh, all of us. But I, on the other hand, really stick to them. Mm-hmm. And like, why does this other person not stick to them and still feel like they can just, you know, be a person on the beach? In, in the world. Yeah. 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 And a lot of my experience with other women is that they have a huge issue with women who are not womening the right way. Yes. There are things that they agree with and they will fight for those things because they like it, they want it, but get outside that and and they will start the, you know, the police brigade instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is one of the things that makes me roll my eyes incredibly often. When I hear someone, for instance, who is either a woman or a man, mm-hmm. who tells are you that oh well actually if you want for instance people to have the freedom to either have kids or not have kids mm-hmm. to look a certain way or not to so on and so forth obviously they have a very clear opinion of how you should woman mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. you should yeah. parent how you should whatever they tell you that uh, you're not allowing me the freedom to and I'm like no you can do you know whatever the fuck you I, want yes I mean I don't I don't feel like what you're doing is my vibe Mm-hmm. But as long as you're not telling me I need to do that or feel bad for not doing it, you do yeah. you boo. <laughs> and I would take that a step further. Sometimes I'm not even that bothered by the fact that they want to tell me what to do as I am extremely baffled by the fact that they are attacked, that I do not live my life as they do. Mm-hmm. And they feel that my living my life without even knowing who the fuck they are is an affront to their choices. Yeah. And that is my blowing it's incredibly weird and yes and also i i I happen to to run into this with also close friend because obviously the problems like she had problems with her choices or Mm -hmm. and instead of addressing them in any way she chose to to have two children and not work for a particularly long time Mm -hmm. she wanted this her husband supported her she worked for a while then she had kids she didn't work for a, a time at some point she decided to go back to work i would think that you know she should have been fucking happy because everything was her choice she had the privilege of working or not working but actually she continuously felt that me and some of our other friends in the group that we are judging her that we are we think that is not the right choice and none of us ever expressed that or for that matter thought that and even if you would have uh, she would have had every right to be like fuck you (laughs) sure sure you're wrong about this because this is how i feel like i have to proceed yes but she continuously felt judged Mm -hmm. without anybody saying anything and you know we we didn't even do like you know because of course you can do the passive aggressive bullshit but no we just honestly didn't give a fuck i mean (laughs) you you have money you feel safe you feel secure enough in your husband to providing the money that you don't think it might be a problem for you in the future, fine. Yeah. And and this in comparison with another close friend of mine who made the same choices and actually ran into some issues, but she never felt judged. She 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 always she felt sorry about uh, some of her choices, but she never felt that somebody in the secret of their <laughs> own house, <laughs> you know. But clearly, some people actually have the issues around themselves and they project it in a very nasty way onto 
to others. Mm-hmm. Another uh, thing that always cracks me up is that argument that, you know, when mm-hmm. someone fucks up, well, <laughs> they were just stating an honest opinion. I don't know why you need to overreact like that. Freedom of expression or whatever, depending mm-hmm. on free how... Free speech, free speech. Yeah, yeah, depending on how aware they are of this talking point. And it's like... Uh, I don't mean to make this about our mothers once again, <laughs> but it's a bit like, but it's a bit like that. It's a bit like our moms sort of saying something that obviously upsets us, mm-hmm. and we communicate that to them, yeah. and then they realize they sort of have to apologize, but then they go like, "Well, I didn't mean to hurt you, but like that was just what I honestly felt," <laughs> <laughs> and like you should, you know, you should be understanding of that. What bothers me is the conflation between private conversations mm-hmm. and public conversation. Because if Bufnich would have been at a table with his friends and somebody would have secretly uh, recorded him while he was drunk and talking shit, I would have honestly thought that the person who did the recording was a piece of shit. And, you know, I am sure you can find moments when I say completely questionable <laughs> things. Not even under the influence because I've stopped drinking a long time ago. <laughs> Yes, but it's true. It, it it has happened, not in Romania, but it has happened, let's say, in the United States, that private conversations have been taken and made public and people started having all these opinions about something that they should have never known uh, and they would have never been hurt by that. And basically the hurt was caused by just making those well, I mean, things I, public. I mean, obviously, I do agree with you. If the person saying the whatever problematic thing, their behavior doesn't come yes, across, across as yeah, that. yeah. Yes, so if course. it's just like some stupid shit that I you... said, yeah, that yeah. one time, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Um, and um, how how it happened now with Bufnich is a lot of people, uh, especially men, uh, told me, yeah, like I said that one time when I was with my friends, <laughs> and like, do you want to also tell me that? Do you I want have... also want to cancel me? Yeah, can want to cancel me? And I'm like, can you not see the difference between me talking with a friend of mine at home and being like, well, this dude is stupid, or me while having uh, lots and lots of followers, being an extremely well-known figure in certain spheres and going on a public you know stage mm-hmm. of some sort and being this dude is stupid and also you have also been kind of an asshole when you said that about a person you didn't even know and you yeah, didn't I mean, bother you and you were like ha 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 she fat like yeah, I mean, you know are you going to be are defending it and saying you're proud of it or whatever or asking for sympathy for like yeah sure you were an asshole nobody's going to tell you off because nobody saw you or whatever I, mean, but I, I have to I have to own up to the fact that I like to trash talk people a lot, <laughs> not about their percentage of body fat, but I just find it funny, especially if somebody pisses me off to trash talk them. Mm-hmm. But if I'm at home with my husband and I trash talk, I don't know, the lady from the whatever. Yeah, yeah no, da- no da- damage done. And one of the things that made me so, you know, confused was the fact that people did not understand the difference between speaking in public and speaking in private. Mm-hmm. And this idea that somehow if you talk about manners, because I mean, it's manners, it sounds so bourgeois or whatever, aristocratic, old stuff, whatever, but it's about manners. It's about uh, having good manners. You go to somebody, you taste their food, you don't like it, and you say, yeah, thank you, I don't necessarily... I eat at home. I eat at home. <laughs> and you don't just go like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Did you make this for the pigs? What the fuck are you, you serving you me? You don't go you know? full Gordon Ramsay, you <laughs> yes. know? That is absolute dog shit. And if you tell people, like, 
how would you act like this or like that? And a lot of the people who were defending Bufnich actually are people who not act like this. And they realize in their own behavior that it's one thing to go home and be like, that fucking bitch annoyed me, and going to the person and tell them to their face or going on television and saying the same thing. And one of the important things in this, let's say, whole debacle with Bufnich had to do with manners. And I feel strangely conservative about (laughs) talking about having a talking point about manners. But in human interaction, manners matter. Mm -hmm. And no, all of your thoughts do not need to be spoken out loud all of the time because we would all be fucking killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 also uh, going back a bit to the whole what is my opinion why are you yeah, reacting yeah, to it? Yeah. This is this is so annoying. Like okay, it's your opinion and keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself usually if yeah. you're if you know it's going to cuz like you know it's going to hurt that person. Yeah. And if you're like still no, this must be, you know, yeah. this must be said. This yeah. needs to get out. Okay, then if you want to do that, get ready for, for the backlash. Yeah. yeah, and don't be surprised and don't act like you're the victim and uh, they've shut you down. But like, no, you know what you're doing mm-hmm. at that point. You know that you're being hurtful. Going back to Bill Maher, he wants to be hurtful because he believes that this yes. is the way that yes. you can yes. make people yes. change yeah. that behavior that he yes. deems not just unhealthy, he deems it immoral. Let's, let's be honest. Yes. And a lot of people actually think that people living in larger bodies, mm-hmm. just existing somewhere, are promoting being fat. Yes. It's like just me being... <laughs> if if uh, I go to the beach while being fat, I'm promoting being fat. It's, it's the same reasoning as, oh, you're being, you know, a happy and uh, jolly gay yeah. person or trans yeah, person in the world. You are promoting being like... Gay. Like, literally, yes. you are promoting being straight by having weddings every weekend in the summer, right? <laughs> <laughs> With the whole... la 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 and everything. And like, <laughs> and I'm still gay. Yeah. So, like, obviously, it doesn't work like that. No, clearly not. And not every instance in which a person just exists while doing that, they're not promoting anything. Yeah. You know? I mean, not even Nazis while being Nazis while eating are not, you know, promoting yeah. Nazism while eating the hamburger. I mean, it's not the Nazi eating the schnitzel that was terrible. It was all the other things they were doing for the rest of their day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I think uh, this was one of the things that uh, baffled me. The fact that a lot of people argued over their right to say shit in public spaces and not get any sort of backlash. Mm -hmm. And weirdly, when those people were somebody I actually knew and talked to them, and I was like, okay, so if you come to me personally and you just go like, ooh, that dress makes me not want to fuck you today, and I just <laughs> and I just respond with like your small brain wants me to not want to fuck you every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just take it, you know. Then then we could just spar with insults. And yes, stuff. yes, because I mean. I, I have I have some men around me who are like this, like one of my colleagues who always like when he comes in the kitchen, if I'm eating a salad at work, he will, he goes like, oh, you're eating canned food again. <laughs> <laughs> and but, you know, he takes it for granted that uh, an answer like, oh, so what's your small dick food today? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing that we do. And you can feel it that it's not coming from a place that wants to hurt you. Mm-hmm. 
there are the people who do it especially to hurt you and the other people who are extreme condescending assholes who just want to I'm just concerned concern the concern and have you noticed that you're fat <laughs> you know <laughs> Like yes, I've been fat twenty years. Uh, you know, you know Roxana Gay. Uh, she's an okay. author. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, a writer, yeah. and uh, she has an extreme body size. She had some very traumatic uh, teenage experiences, and her coping mechanism has been eating. Mm-hmm. So she had these problems with her body for a long time, and uh, she was invited on Trevor Noah and, and talking about people who just feel the need to go like, "But do you know you're fat?" And she's like, "I'm a fucking adult with a lot of degrees." Like and mirrors think, in and my mirrors house. And what, do you think I didn't notice? <laughs> like for the like most of my life, you had, you had to come and tell me today. You know, <laughs> I, I find this amazing. And also, I find it so interesting that what well, by interesting I mean annoying that uh, with things pertaining to the body, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're either overweight or underweight sometimes because yes, yes. like yeah. people are never satisfied. People feel like the fact that you're not working, as in making this your number number one priority Mm -hmm. just shows that you don't care, that Mm -hmm. you're lazy, that whatever. Mm -hmm. They never stop to think about the fact that that person that you think should, I don't know, lose weight, gain weight, whatever, maybe they just have other priorities. They're like, yeah, maybe I would like to change some things about my my looks, but I also have to work on my mental health. Maybe I want to work on my career. Maybe I want to have a family and all of these things come first or, mm-hmm. you know, they're further up my list. And then eventually if I get to this, I that I guess, but like, no, 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 no. Like, honey, now you and have not to focus just, on not, this. Not just that. Most people who actually have an extreme body weight, most of them have been on a diet their whole life. Most of them have had that as their priority their whole life. And they didn't succeed because it's not that easy. So this went on for a while and I decided to be merciful. And instead of hitting you with a rather long episode that tries to cover several topics, I split this one up into two parts. So next time, we'll have another one of those science for the people episodes as we look at common misconceptions about the relationship between body sizes and overall health, changes in our approach to weight loss, as well as the challenges of conducting research within the field of nutritional science. Hope you've enjoyed this year's episode. If you did, and even if you didn't, I would greatly appreciate it if you would uh, share, like, and subscribe, follow, and do whatever needs to be done. And uh, see you next time. Bye.